There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 66 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl F. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 9 of Season 2 of The Expanse. Ooh, so much good stuff! <laughs> yeah, moving things along quite uh, nicely, I'd say. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, you can have some ratings, so let's go into that so we can talk about this awesome one. Really? Alright, this episode had a 0.11 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.471 million viewers. For the 107th rated cable show of the night. Now, episode 6, Paradigm Shift. The Live Plus 7 was lost in the ether due to a system crash during an upgrade at Nielsen. So far, we have not seen anything for the Live Plus 7 days for that week. They did release the Live Plus 7 day ratings for episode 7, 7th Man. It was number one in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.1 to a 0.4 for an increase of 300%. Nice. Yes. Second time we've seen that 300% increase so far. And it tied for ninth in viewers percentage gain, going from a 0.452 to 1.035 million viewers for an increase of 129%. That is freaking amazing i can't help it it's like those numbers ah and i want more yes a whole (laughs) lot more (laughs) okay so why don't you give us the intro to episode nine the weeping symbolist approaching jupiter the crew of the rosanati realize that their ship is too obvious so they commandeer the weeping symbolist unable to convince that crew that they mean them no harm. The Mars delegation arrives on Earth for peace negotiations, and Bobby Draper gives testimony that makes it look like Mars started the Battle of Ganymede by accident. Alan splits the Rossinati away from the rest of the crew, awaiting their potential need for rescue, and Prax is unimpressed with the crew's planning abilities. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> understatement. Upon arrival, Holden and Amos realize something is wrong on the Sambalus, and while attempting to intervene, one of the Sambalus crews is killed. A research vessel in orbit around Venus discovers that Eros's impact zone is teeming with light. Information that Avasalara matches with Bobby Draper's additional testimony to realize that the solar system is still in danger. Dun dun dun! <laughs> oh my gosh! So. A lot happening again, and I think it's funny because we have we have <laughs> Prax. He's like, uh, "Do all your plans go like this?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Oh, were all your plans this big? <laughs> I lo- I thought that was hilarious. I could yeah. not help it. I know. I'm like, nice. You're like, what is this shit? Basically, is what he was saying. 
Right. He says, how can you go into anything with so little detail? Yeah, it works for us. Yeah, we're just kind of fly by the seat of our pants kind of guys. I've loved it because we have them together and apart and just everything happening. Oh, okay, so who do we even talk about first since there was so much? Yeah, let's go ahead and do the Rossinati crew first. Okay. And then we'll do uh, Ava Solara and Bobby. My favorite. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, like how'd I you said, like that opening with uh, the. Sambalus getting boarded, and we see two people in full gear. Oh, gosh. Looks was... like Mars, Mars soldiers, of course. Right. I was like, oh, my you gosh. can't tell who they them. are. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who is this? Why are they doing it? What are they doing? Are they going to kill them? And, of course, the lady uh, goes to attack one of them, and sure enough, happens to rip off the face mask, and oops. It's holding. <laughs> Well, at least we know that they're not going to kill him. Right. But, come on, what's happening, Holden? Why are you guys there? Now, honestly, I thought this was the vessel that Ava Solara's mole was going to be on. Right. So, knowing that it's not, it's like, okay, maybe it's a little better. And, like, the the guy was very belter, but the woman didn't sound like it. Right. So, I was not sure what was happening. It really was just a supply run. You know, you don't know because after the last episode, is it truly just going to be people bringing supplies or helping? I don't know. It's worrisome. Right. No, they had their cargo was supplies for Ganymede. And I don't know why they didn't just kind of tell them, listen, we're trying to find a little girl. It's important that we find her. That's why we're going. But if they see our ship, you know, it's bad. Something along those lines, especially when they recognize Holden. Right, because the the man does recognize him, and and that immediately starts him off on the wrong foot because that couple is doesn't want anything to do with either <laughs> with Holden and his crew. Right. Well, you know, as good intentioned as the Rossi crew is, you know, like hey, we're just basically using you to get there. And then you're all on your own. We're not touching anything. We're not taking anything. You do what you need to do. And even when they're like, oh, well, they're going to come on and take 10%. That's how it is. He's like, well, that's not right. It's like, that's how it is. We get over it. Right. But they see that things don't seem normal. But before we get there, let me tell you, poor Alex. Alex is like trying to deal with everything. At least this is how I feel. Everything that Amos said to him. And then knowing that he is going to be all alone on the Rossi, hiding, you know, from everybody. Yeah, and, all the Martian patrols and Earth patrol, or UN patrols and everything. And then is going to try to sneak in and swoop them up if they need help. Which, after everything that happened on the, the other ship, yeah, they're definitely going to need to sneak in and, and swoop them up. Yeah. Well, he was really sweet, though, because he made his lasagna. In the yes, weird pan. <laughs> I swear I'm going to buy one of those pans. Um, yeah, I tweeted him if that was a um, a makeup. <laughs> he was trying to make up for the things. Yeah, especially when he's like, I really put my foot in it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That that doesn't sound good. Is that some weird? I don't know. That doesn't sound thing. <laughs> but uh, here, it's like here. Here's some lunch. Take with you. Right. <laughs> like okay that's just sweet but 
he's hiding. So that that's him for like the whole episode. He's just like, okay, I'm just going to tuck in here and we're good. Right. And I didn't feel good or safe about what was happening then because Alex is like so far away. Right. Back to the Sambalist. They get to Ganymede and our crew is exiting and see guys that kind of look more more than just the normal tough guy, I guess. Because that's when they turn around and find out, you know, these guys were going to take everything, including the ship, and right. probably space the two people who were, which doesn't make sense because they're like, oh, we need this for the belt. If these are belters, why are you stealing from the belters? Right. Somebody explain this. I wasn't 100% sure that those pirates were actually belters. Oh. They didn't seem to talk with the same belter accent, so. See, I just assumed that they were because, like, everybody's doing all this weird crap and all of a sudden it's like, it's for the belt, it's for the belt. That's what I was thinking. So if you're saying maybe no, I'm like, yeah, I don't feel 100% sure that those were belters. Okay. But, well, the Rossi crew steps in, tries to help, but ends up having the captain killed inadvertently. Right. Now, I don't believe that they shot the the guy. I believe it was one of the pirates that ended up shooting him. Yeah, that's what I believe as well. Right. But that's not going to stop his, what appears to be wife, from... (laughs) From being ticked. Yeah. Right. Wanting them off her ship and turning them in and everything. Uh, I felt so bad for her. Yes. We didn't really know her at all, but I felt horrible because, yeah, she's there screaming and crying, even though they were going to kill her. I don't know. Right. Is it because, well, you know, better together? Probably. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that breaks my heart now more. Right. Well, that's our crew trying to trying to figure out what they're going to do now on Ganymede and where they're going to go to find what they're looking for. Right. Prax tries to send a message before they get there and it's blocked and of course he wants to know why and amos basically says because cap said now i think that was more because of a location thing right well it could be i mean they were they hadn't gotten to ganymede yet but yes i wouldn't be broadcasting messages anywhere near ganymede (laughs) right because you don't want anybody to be like what are they doing over there attack attack you know right because he was trying to send a message to the family of the woman who saved him. Right. Got spaced last week. But not telling them that's what happened. So right. I think that was good. Not saying yes. that. Yeah. Because that would have just broke hearts. Yes, it would and have. And caused a lot of outrage. So I don't know what's going to happen. Do you think they're going to find his daughter and this doctor? Oh, I think I... Let's see, they got out of there an hour before. I have a feeling they will find her, them on Ganymede. I don't think the doctor, I mean, with uh, Protogen, their people like to stay put where they're at. I think it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, you stay there because you've got all the data that you've been gathering. So you don't leave until one of our people show up to remove the data. Mm, okay. So I think he, they will find him there. Uh, but Amos does tell Prax that about the proto molecule, and you go, uh oh. <laughs> right. I was kind of surprised that he shared that. But if it has anything to do with his daughter, you know what they which possibly you know it is, has. It's got to. 
Why <laughs> is this freaking doctor experimenting on kids? Exactly. Oh, I can't take it. I guess we'll know, hopefully next episode, with that. Because I I don't want to wait. That thing that was outside better not somehow be one of the kids. Right. That's all I'm going to say. Let me move on before I get more pissy about it. Yes. So we get to see Bobby uh, dropping into Earth's atmosphere with their contingency. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was mad. But we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby, who had never been to Earth, was told, okay, listen, you got to take these supplements. You got to wear these sunglasses. You got to wear your purple heart. Basically, she didn't want to do anything. Right. None of it. It's like, no, you don't understand. Because if you don't take these supplements, this, this, and this will happen. If you don't wear your purple heart, it's just going to look bad. We're trying to make, you know, a really good statement here. Right. And if you don't wear your sunglasses, you're not used to the sun like this, which, you know, you would think that part, she would be like, okay, yeah, this is pretty freaking bright. Right. But she's like hard-headed. I don't- yeah. She's being military through and through at this point. She's, no, I don't need any of this stuff. See, I feel um, like she's failing to follow orders, which is very not military. Well, that's true, too. Especially if, you know, everybody on Mars is required to be military. So you think she'd be like, all oh, 100% gung-ho with this. Right. But I think with them basically telling her what to say through this, instead of her actually getting into her head and remembering the truth, is kind of got her a little doubting what she stands for. Okay, I can see I that. I really do. And we kind of see that in, in some of the things she does in this episode. Like I said, like not taking the meds, not not wearing the sunglasses, like not wanting to wear the purple heart. Ah, but ultimately, she does take meds. Yes. And she wears the purple heart. She's just yes. refusing those sunglasses. She's like, screw you, I'm good. Yes. So she goes to testify after, you know, a little back and forth between Mars and UN delegation. And my God, the UN side, they're such dicks. <laughs> I mean, Ava Solara, she was, she was very abrupt is the best way to put it. The best diplomatic way to put it. But man, those other two, really? You're just going to be Total dickheads. I'm sorry, there's no other way to say it. Oh, yeah, the the two military representatives, take them out of the room and get them out of there because they weren't going to have any positive input. They just wanted to slap each other. Right. Well, even Aaron Wright was a dick. Well, yeah. Not that he hasn't been this whole time, but, you know. Right, but, of course, the head guy says, yeah, squeeze them. Well, that doesn't help when... Your orders are to squeeze him, so yeah, he gets to go, oh boy, I get to be more of a dick. (laughs) But even in the beginning, when, you know, they're like, let's have a moment of silence. And it was seriously, and I don't know why I spread that S out so much. (laughs) It was so much of just like a millisecond, because he's like, all right, let's get going. It's like, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah, back and forth, and fine, let's bring in Bobby. She can tell you what happened. And it was so very stiff. Right. And then they have to say, well, you know, who started it? Um, she's like, there was shots fired. And then they turn around and they're blaming M. Poe. Mm-hmm. That's not his name. Yeah, all right Travis's now. fault. 
And they're like, oh, he, he was from Earth. They went there and uh, maybe he was trying to be more Martian than Earther. Oh, my God. I think that's what kind of killed Bobby. Yes, because she was hot afterwards and basically rips into uh, her handler, yes. shall we call him, <laughs> the chaplain. Right. Just like, you know, you never told me that. And he's like, that's because you wouldn't agree to it. No kidding. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we're not uh, strictly military. We got some politics going here, too. And maybe that was something Bobby wasn't 100% aware of. Uh, I don't think she was 1% aware of. <laughs> so it was interesting to see because after a little back and forth, all right, fine, Mars will pay for this and Mars will pay for that. We have to split this. Then our Ava Solara, though, when she's like, oh, I'd like to talk to her again. Immediately, they're all like, why? Yeah. And she, you know, because I need to. This is important. Just really sweet about it. And then as she's talking to Bobby, you know, she's kind of going a roundabout way. And they're like, uh, madam, where are you, where are you taking this? And oh my <laughs> God, this is what I was dying. Uh-huh. Because I was not expecting these words out of her mouth. <laughs> And yeah, I'm saying it. It's explicit. Cover your ears. She's like, any fucking place I feel like. (laughs) Wherever I goddamn like. (laughs) Like, and she just looked, and with that smile, I'm like, oh my god, I love this woman. Yes. (laughs) And I know there's a lot of people that are probably like, damn, she's crazy. She was just, it was so perfect, because I feel, because she has so much information that obviously hasn't been shared. And Aaron Wright doesn't think she has the information. No. That when she ends up pushing Bobby just enough to say there was another man and he wasn't in a, a suit, like, and then Bobby, like, recovered, and she's like, no, it, it was Travis. It was Travis. Travis fired first, yeah. That it was just enough for Avasalara to be like, okay, there, my suspicions are, you know, fulfilled. I know what's happening. Right. But she's not going to show her hand because she doesn't want Aaron Wright to know that she knows. He's in with Mao. Right. And the conspiracy is huge. Yes, it is. So I was just like, oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, okay. I can breathe now. But that was like (laughs) just so intense, everything that was happening in there with the back and forth. And I just expected, like, not truly, truly expected, but I wanted her to get up and point to Aaron Wright and be like, aha, (laughs) I knew you knew something. It's like. Even though he didn't say anything, I think he was a little like, oh, crap, something's happening. Mal lied to me. Right. Because they just showed him, and his face never changed. Like, everybody else in the room was kind of like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just for that second, like, what the hell is she talking about? There's somebody else that wasn't in a suit. Right. And Aaron Wright was just like, deadpan. Yeah. It's like, crap. So, ugh. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, she's an expert. She had a feeling something wasn't right on Ganymede, and she was right, and she got Bobby to say it. Now, I have a question, because they're saying that because of what happened on Ganymede is why the space fight happened, basically. Right. I feel like it was the other way around, though. Like, Bobby looks up, and she's like, they're firing at each other. She sees the mirror fall, and then they look at each other. Or am I just remembering it wrong? Nope. I think you're right, because they go, as soon as the ship goes into blackout, you see it just get blown to smithereens. 
Yeah, and nothing had happened yet on the surface. Right. They had seen the people on the horizon. Right. But they hadn't approached yet. So that's why I'm like, that's why, you know, the comms went down and she was trying to get a hold of them to say, you know, what do we do? What do we do? Mm -hmm. But yeah, the ship that she was on just, you see the, uh, the commanding officer even get killed. Yeah. So yeah, there's a whole lot more. And I am seriously starting to suspect it's more than just Mao. It's like, who else is involved? Right. <laughs> yeah, this could be a whole lot bigger than Mal's uh, scientist. Oh, my gosh. I don't think it is, but it could be. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, what Bobby saw was definitely not human. Now, we also have Avasalara's little mole on another yes. ship. And they're headed to check out the ruins of Eros and where it landed. Yes. And this whole time, you know, like the captain of the ship is kind of a jerk. Yes, he is. He's a, let's say he's more of a prove it to me scientist where the Avasalara's mole is more of a theoretical type scientist that the what ifs. Mm -hmm. Well, there is some information that they do find, though. Oh, yeah. After they bally back and forth, sniping at each other. And then discover that the Martians are there, too, and basically sends out the message that you attack us, it's going to be seen as an act of war. And they get a little lower, and they start getting readings from Eros, and what is it? Uh, well, it doesn't look like it's It's not the off. hills are alive, it's the <laughs> crater is alive. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it didn't uh, burn up in the atmosphere after all. Or on crash landing. So, does that mean that there's a certain person still alive somehow? I don't know. In a certain, maybe in a different form, much like Julie? That is a possibility. We have not seen the last of Julie or Miller. I feel like there's no way we could have seen the last of Miller. No, I don't think so either. But I don't know. I've seen too many shows where they kill off our people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very true. You know, maybe Moffat and George R. R. Martin wrote this together, <laughs> and I might just cry after all. Who knows? Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it, it was one of those, it's like, here's a whole bunch of information that doesn't seem to be super, super important, but it starts feeding into everybody's suspicions. And it could all end up being tied together. True. Because Ganymede may have the protomolecule on it, or people with the protomolecule in them. Like you said, that creature or whatever it was might have been somebody already that was already on Ganymede. It may not have come from somewhere else. Or it may have come somewhere else and been on Ganymede for a while and decided to enough was enough. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Why is this so stressful? But this just feels like it's like, okay, super build up. Right. And please tell me that we're going to get a payoff on one portion of this in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Let's see. I bet we'll probably spend most of the next episode on Ganymede. I feel like it has to. Because it's right. like this was, like I said, this was like a seed episode. It's like right. I'm going to put everything out there. This like sprinkle all my seeds, give you some mm-hmm. information, just a little tiny little tidbit, and then we'll see what you get. Right. 
the smart money is on Avasalara and her fear that this is much bigger than anybody knows. Yes. And it's scary because so far she's been really right about these things. Yes. Oh, God. What's happening? What's happening? (laughs) You guys are going to make me cry. It's good stuff. It is. Real good stuff. And I know it sounds like we didn't talk about anything, but like I said, there was so (laughs) much little things happening with all of it that I feel like the next episode is just going to explode with everything. Right. I kind of think it will, too. And since (laughs) this is episode nine out of 13 of this one, we know how last season went. Like the last few episodes were like, holy crap. Yes. (laughs) So I don't think it's anything is going to be different with this. Oh, breathe. (laughs) Yeah. Now. Of course, there was one other comment during the episode that just came out of nowhere about Baltimore being under heavy construction. Yeah, I like, didn't quite what? understand <laughs> that because that was Amos talking about on this on Ganymede Station. Or, I'm sorry, on Ganymede when he's like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of Baltimore. Right. Under the construction. And that's where he said he was from, right? Yeah. So, again... Because he seems so weird. Is it him remembering his childhood? Is it him trying to forget everything that happened? And I don't know. Right. But I I, I think we will hear more about that sometime. I don't know when, but sometime. Yeah, like soon. <laughs> it would be nice if it was soon. <laughs> but I'm not counting on it. Uh, <laughs> yes. And like I... I said in a different episode, I was sick, so I was not able to live tweet this. So we did not have the executive producer trolling Trolling some of my comments, which I really, really like him because he gives like little tidbits, but sometimes it gets so frustrating. Right. Well, one of the other executive producers uh, tweeted out a a picture of her on the deck of one of the ships and wanted guesses as to... um, what you know? The, it, she basically says, "This isn't a, this is a ship you haven't seen yet. What do you think it is?" Oh God, <laughs> what? Yeah. Damn it! So I I replied that I thought it was because it was older that more than likely it had to be a an OPA ship. And sure enough, she goes, "Oh, thank thanks for the educated guess, but no, it's not that." And it ends up it ended up being the um, science ship. Oh, okay. So, yeah, interesting. Yes, <laughs> we will see. All right, so crazy episode, yes. Indeed. All right. I know it always feels like we go through some of these so quick, and other ones, like, we talk about forever. But I feel like the next few episodes, we're going to be on for a while, guys. So I'm sorry in right. advance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself now. Please rate and review us on all the forums that you're finding us on all the platforms, if I can talk. Uh, good ratings and reviews help other fans find the show. Tell us what you think at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show. Make sure when you're tweeting with us at FGZ Podcast, you are also tagging the show. Very important because they are answering you. I will guarantee you that one member of the cast is always on. Right. The writer's room is always answering. Yes. And like we were saying, the producers are on as well. They are. <laughs> the showrunners. Yes. Um, Cass Anvar is on a lot. Yes. Wes Chatham is on. He's about a 50-50 because it depends on which coast he's on what he's doing. 
Dominique Tipper depends because is, she has been in, in England, so she's not been able to tweet lately. But I think she's back in the, in, not necessarily the States. She could be in Canada. But I think the last episode she was tweeting. But a lot of times she'll tweet anyway. Cause yes. she knows what's happening, even if she's not yeah. watching. So it all depends. But yeah, this crew is amazing. The oh, writers yeah. were great. They did release a video where the, cast actually discussed that they are rehearsing over the weekend while they're taping and so they can get these characters just perfect and actually the scene where Amos got pushed by the little boy mm-hmm. it wasn't written that way really and they when they came out of their weekend practice they had decided this is what should happen and they went to the writers and they got it changed oh nice Yes. So this, not only are the, the cast awesome, they're 110% into this. That's great. And it's just awesome to see them putting in that much extra effort to get this absolutely perfect. That is so cool that they do that. Yes, it is. So kudos to the crew. And of course, you know, everybody involved has been amazing. So yes, they have. We really hope you're enjoying this. So. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, The Expanse, I'm Sean Fangirl-S. And I'm Steve. Your plan's always this vague? Oh, this is about average. (laughs) Until next time.